Good morning, Rock FM. It is uh, 1100 AST on the 13th of February 2024. And this is your host, Robbo, the Mayor of Rockville, and I've been joined by the fabulous Finn this morning. B-Bands is a little bit tied up. And today we are being joined by Max, one of the co-founders of TimeWave, who are basically builders of cool shit. That's like the best way I can describe it. And what I am going to say is massive props, Max, because when I reached out, uh, you guys were like, yeah, when, band, done. And big props for no kind of like pre-screening or like, what do you want to talk about this, that, because that's just the biggest red flag for any team. So, yeah, welcome, uh, Max. How you doing, brother? You okay? I am doing great. It is an honor to be here. Uh, Rob, I've been listening to some of your stuff and you are hilarious. Um, Finn, listen to your your raps too and uh, you spit fire. So very, very honored to be here. Oh, talking about these raps, uh, Max, I've just finished, well, almost finished a 5K word article. Uh, I don't even know if you can call it an article. It's like a dissertation on uh, Finn's music or the Finn Bido collaboration, as we call it. Uh, Finn, are you feeling a little bit flattered at the moment? You been enjoying the adulation? Yeah, I mean, never has so many words been written about somebody that has done so little, but the way you make it sound like I'm like rich and famous and the best dopest shit ever. So it, it's definitely interesting to read uh, something like that. And uh, yes, quite, quite flattered, quite flattered. Yeah, man, that'll be dropping soon. Uh, so to get to the point, uh, Max, because we love this shit. Uh, we did obviously have Sam on uh, the other week, which was brilliant, mainly focused on, you know, Skip and Slinky and stuff. Uh, Time Wave did come in a, a bit towards the end. So obviously this is a natural extension of that. Uh, but obviously three things we want to basically cover tonight is uh, the Covenant, V2, uh, Rebalancer, and the Interchain uh, Protocol Guild. However... Dude, I want to talk, like, we always kind of craft these interviews specifically for each project, and sometimes we never started, like, talking about the team, but this in, this intrigues me a little bit, right, your team, yeah, because you're all bad kids, <laughs> very, very bad kids, and you've pulled this, like, team together, and obviously, like, I know Nora and stuff like that, uh, obviously, we spoke to Sam, how the hell did this like eclectic mix of in, like chad individuals come together to build this cool shit can you can we just start there can we uh i'd be happy to start there uh so i can start with a bit of my my journey into this because that's really how a lot of this uh got started um april of last year uh i started having some ideas of like okay what what is it that i think um, uh, the Cosmos ecosystem most needs. Uh, Cosmos was what inspired me to YOLO into crypto back in 2017, and I uh, finally felt ready to show up to the community and, and be of as much value as I could. And I, I saw that Ethereum had Olympus DAO, and I found the ideas of algorithmic monetary policy very interesting. And so I asked myself, why, why doesn't Cosmos have this yet? And it's because there was no EVM at the time, and people couldn't just easily fork it. And so I was like, okay, let me roll up my sleeves and start building a um, Cosmosm implementation of some of this, some of these Olympus DAO ideas. And in doing that, I ended up meeting Zucky, who thought this was uh, uh, interesting, and he introduced me to a lot of the core Cosmos guys. And 
after meeting those core Cosmos guys, uh, uh, they looped me into co-authoring the Cosmos Hub white paper. And that's how I, how I met Sam for the first time. And my main contribution to that was the interchain allocator, which was all about interchain deal making, uh, starting with token swaps and liquidity sharing. And when, when Prop 82 failed, uh, I still maintain conviction that the allocator would be a very important thing. And so did Sam and, and so did Udit, who was another co-author of this paper. So the three of us got together and reinvented the allocator into something that wasn't uh, tailor-made for the hub, but rather would be something that would be relevant for all blockchains, dApps, DAOs, protocols, just crypto-native organizations. And so the three of us just started jamming on ideas, sharing it. And uh, we shared it with some of the DowDow guys, and they got really interested in this as well. And we started building, and that's, that's really the, the origins of, of this team. So, Finn, I mean, that's, that's a pedigree, isn't it? Like, the three uh, co-founders, like, all help write the white paper. I mean, bro, <laughs> you know what I mean, Finn? It's like, hello. That's a good dose of history. I don't think a lot of the new cosmonauts necessarily have, you know, a, a big grasp of of where all this stuff came from and how it started. So it's it's always interesting to hear the, those stories. Well, Max, we're we're interchain like junkies, interchain Maxis. We've always believed that it's always been bigger than just like one particular thing or entity. There, I mean, and and that's what it says, doesn't it? Like you're an interchain Maxi. So the, this interchain like dream, this is what must drive you guys like every day, yeah. Yeah, you're, you're, you're exactly right. I, I, like I said, back in 2017, I was just blown away by the vision of, of Cosmos. And I, I ended up writing a paper on both Cosmos and Polkadot. And at, at the time, I was more excited about Polkadot only because they were already talking about general message passing. And in 2017, Cosmos was only talking about uh, sharing assets, uh, a specific type of message at the time. Um, but a lot has happened since 2017. And yeah, I was, I was just too intimidated by, by Cosmos for, for the longest time. I was like, this is just next level stuff. I don't have a PhD in distributed systems. How could I possibly add any value to these guys? Um, but yeah, I, I finally uh, racked up the courage a couple of years ago and, and started showing up. And I've just met some really incredible people. And I, I, what I really like about being an interchain maxi is that it's, it's not very cultish. You know, like if you have what it takes and you want to get together with your fellow builders and build your own DAO or build your own chain, like you can do that. Um, and as, as we do that, I, I think the whole idea of a, a sovereign individual is, is really great, but uh, I, I don't really want to live in a world with uh, 8 billion people who are just totally isolated from, from each other. I think that coming together, forming teams, having your teams work with other teams, other chains is going to be really important. And I, I think those teams that collaborate the best will be able to do things that are uniquely possible in, in doing so. So yeah, big, big time interchain maxi. I've, I watched a lot of a lot of funny videos on this other podcast I listen to and they, they feature a lot of sovereign citizens and their, uh, their interactions with other people and, and the police and courts and, and everything. And I definitely don't want to live in a world full of those people. <laughs> it's interesting. You find that like in spaces like this, people either get into it because they're from TradFi and they think they have this crazy, like, system set up that's going to like hide a bunch of funds that they're going to dump or they're in it because the tech is dope and decentralizes things and they feel like that's where it needs to go in order to survive or you're just a dgen that's in it for number well, noah it seems like those are the three main types that, that we see well, here and uh, it seems like you're here for the tech this is what i had for, for max actually so before we talked about the products 
I did actually wonder what his just his general perspective was on the current state of obviously like DAOs, how they fit into, you know, how he says like the landscape and everything, and also though the current state of like governance. And you know, we've been saying for a long time, you know, how do you make governance like sexy? So governance at a grassroots level, like obviously what we're doing, but more importantly, at like a, an on-chain, you know, kind of level, L1 level, et cetera. But yeah, before we kick off with the products, Max, if that's all right, what's your like general like take at the minute on like DAOs, governance, et cetera, et cetera? Yeah, th this is a, a very good question. So. I find it really interesting how back in 2017, 2018, people were talking about how, oh, if only we had on-chain governance, a lot of these uh, things would be better. And Cosmos comes around, you have on-chain governance as this possibility. And now it's, it's 2024, um, and I guess back in 2023, uh, around that time, uh, you have projects like Celestia being like, hey, I could have on-chain governance, but I actually don't want that. And so we're almost seeing people moving away from that, which is, which is very interesting. And makes sense to me because uh, the, the governance has, from my perspective, has not yet been used to, to do the things that are uniquely possible with governance. And, and what, what I mean by that is um, a lot of what's going on, like upgrades, for example, uh, more, more straightforward things, like those are relatively easy to disseminate and get the ecosystems buy-in to, to upgrade. Not, not, not like a cakewalk, but just relatively easy. Um, but there, there are other things that are uniquely unlocked by on-chain governance or just greatly facilitated by on-chain governance, such as like fiscal and, and monetary policy decisions. And that whole space has really been underexplored. So I, I actually wouldn't be surprised if on-chain governance continued to be less popular until some chains step up and demonstrate that on-chain governance can be used to have more sophisticated monetary and fiscal policies that enable that chain and that group to outperform others. Once chains see that, I think we're going to have a resurgence in the, the demand for on-chain governance and what that on-chain governance is, is used to, to do. So, dude, this is absolutely fascinating. Uh, Finn, before we dive in here, any questions? Any comments? No? No, no, I, I just had it in my head that like we don't even need to make governance sexy at this point. We just need to like ease up on the fatigue and just make it be useful where it can be its most useful and then sort the rest out. Like not everything has to be voted and, and everything because you just tire your communities out, you know. So it's it's refreshing to hear that. Correct. What That's what we've been talking about, you know, uh, distributed or delegated systems of trusted responsibility, DS, OTRs, we've been going on about this for quite a while. So, right, let's get to the nitty-gritty, bro. Uh, obviously, you've got a couple of products at the moment, and like kind of like an overview, what I see is you've got like DAO, a DAO uh, tooling, which obviously is like kind of protocol to protocol tooling, basically, you know, if it's used correctly. And you've got like in-DAO tooling as well, uh, with like the rebalancer and stuff. So, the Covenant. Let's start there, Max. Uh, let, I mean, for anybody like listening in on the replay first time, blah, blah. Uh, what egg, you're on a V2. It's under security audit. I don't know if it's been, you've probably got a couple of bugs back or something. I don't know what stage it's at. But yeah, for the audience, what exactly is uh, Covenant there, uh, Max, if that's okay? Yep. So uh, let's start with Covenant V1. Uh, Covenant V1 was built to handle one very specific thing, and that was the deal that the Cosmos Hub had with Stride 
to deploy Atom and stake Atom to Astroport on Neutron uh, and, and enter that LP position, Atom, ST, Atom. Uh, right now, the only way for the hub to handle that is with a multi-sig. And so people at Atom Accelerator DAO are on that multi-sig managing that LP position. But it, that's just not sustainable. Uh, it's not crypto native. It's not part of the ethos. No one really wants that. Uh, and so what Covenant V1 is, is a set of smart contracts that would enable the hub to handle the entire flow from the hub to Stride, to Neutron, to Astroport, um, entirely trustlessly with no humans in the middle. Um, and V1 was only for that very specific route. And so for V2, we created a more generalized version of this, where any DAO, any chain, any, anyone with an ICA controller, an interchain account controller, can, can go about and, and do these transactions. It works for not just Stride's staked Atom, but also persistence, uh, Persistence's staked Atom. Um, it works not, not only for Astroport, but also works for Osmosis. And it also has additional features. So you can um, swap tokens. Uh, you can uh, set minimum durations that you will maintain that LP position. You can set a rage quit fee, where if you want to exit early, you can, but you have to pay a fee to the party that uh, d does not exit early. Um, the, the idea with, with Covenants is that we want to increase the scope and scale of interoperability between internet native organizations. And we're starting with financial use cases like swapping tokens, sharing liquidity, uh, et cetera. So dude, you, you guys got some funding from the EADA, was that correct originally for this year? Yep. So our, our very first funding, we were subcontracted sub by Stride to, to uh, build V1. Um, V2 uh, is being paid for by Adam Accelerator now. And uh, I was going to say, yeah, what about your interactions with them, uh, Max? Obviously, you probably dealt with like, them personally. Very, very uh, like helpful. Very kind of understanding what you guys are doing, yeah? Yeah, I, I'm a, a very big fan of what Adam Accelerator DAO is, is doing. I, I think it's, it's very much needed. I, I do think the funding landscape in Cosmos is quite confusing. Like we, we have the Interchain Foundation, and I think there's um, like uh, they, they're doing what they're doing. Um, you have the Adam Accelerator DAO, and it, it's sometimes unclear like who should be approached for, for what. And just, just so far, based on, on what I'm seeing, I, I think it is really great to have an entity like Adam Accelerator now approaching the Cosmos Hub governance directly and, and fighting the fight on behalf of individuals and smaller teams that would have to fight that fight in individually. It's just very intimidating for a lot of people to approach the Hub um, and, and do that, at, where even if they had a very high value project to, to bring to the Hub, um, they, they might just be too intimidated or, or not want to deal with the drama and, and, the, and the headache and the, the psychic damage involved in, in approaching the Hub. And so... Uh, I've, I've spoken with Better Future, um, Yusuf, Joni. Like they're 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 really great. They've asked some really tough questions. They've they've kept us quite disciplined on 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 this um, on this contract we have with them. So um, yeah, I'm I'm a, a big fan of, of what they're up to. Yeah, I, I have to say they've made a very 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 uh, clever strategic move uh, bringing uh, Carter on board. Carter from uh, Secret Network. Uh, I thought that was just a, the one of the best acquisitions that could have made quite recently. And uh, I thought that like kind of rubber stamp their intentions to grow uh, and mature actually in the second year, you know. But yeah, we've had them on. Uh, Max, uh, we, we interviewed, well, this was even before the first proper uh, past 
So, Covenant 2, yeah, I mean, it's, it was under audit with the Orc, yeah. What, what stage are we at? Have you had any feedback so far? Or where, what, what's it looking like? Yeah, so, so Covenant V2 is a beast. <laughs> there are over 100,000 lines of, of code with, with this. Um, this is the most sophisticated cross-chain workflow ever ever made. And I'm, I'm, I'm bragging on behalf of my engineering team. I'm just very, very proud of, of them and, and what they've... After 100,000 100, lines of Rust, right? Yeah. Uh, it might not all be Rust, but uh, over 100,000 lines of, of code, primarily Cosmosm, so primarily Rust. Um, we submitted it on February 1st, and it's going to take them at least three and a half weeks to uh, complete the audit. Uh, there, there might be an interim report where we give some direction, so the total time might be a little more than three and a half weeks, but um, that, that is the, the budgeted time. So hopefully by the end of this month, early next month, uh, we, will, we will get the report. And when when you guys are like kind of ready, what uh, what like what take up are you expecting? I mean, are you expecting people like come and knocking on your door, or like are you guys going to have to go out there and knock on doors? How you know what's going to be like your method of kind of getting this out there, or you don't understand what I mean? People are yeah. probably going to use it automatically, but what's the story? Yeah, so I think already we're seeing a lot of DAOs and chains uh, do some. Uh, uh, interchain deals that are being u- being done using multisigs, and so I think step one is going to be for us to approach all of the current protocol to protocol multisigs and say, "Hey, uh, we can eliminate the administrative burden that you have with all of this stuff. We can remove these trust assumptions, um, and you could just use our our product." So I think step one would be getting uh, the hubs proposals t- from the multisig onto Covenant V one. So that's that, that stride stuff on. Uh, step two, let's get uh, the hub proposals from Persistence and Osmosis also on, on Covenants. There, there's no good reason that those should be on multi-sigs uh, either. Um, obviously, that the hub is going to have to consent to this. If this would be a governance prop, like uh, there will be a process there. But I, I just think it makes a, a tremendous amount of sense to, to do that. Um, and then we're, uh, we actually spoke with Carter a, a few weeks ago, and he brought up some really great user feedback where Carter was noticing that a point of friction in these protocol-to-protocol deals was debating whether, I guess, who should be on the multisig. And I believe uh, that Shade made the, the, the decision to be like, hey, I think this was with Archway. Uh, Carter, if you ever listen to this, feel free to correct the record. I think it was Shade Archway. Uh, and uh, Shade was like, you know what, Archway, we'll just trust you. We can have all of the people on the multisig, the Archway people, and, and we'll, we'll trust that you guys administer this. And what we can do is then approach uh, the people on that deal and be like, hey, we have a, a trustless solution. And uh, again, I think a situation like that, there's, there's really no good reason to, to keep it on, on a multisig and they'd want to migrate off. So I, I think we start there. I think after that, uh, we I think there's a lot that we can do to just educate the community about what is possible with these interchain deals, um, get more feedback from them about what sort of deals they want to see. And as more of these deals are on smart contracts instead of on uh, multi-sigs, we can start to create markets around these and have more capital efficiency and just do more sophisticated financial engineering to, to make the most of this uh, liquidity. So uh, that's, yeah. that's the general process I, I see. Yeah, Max, I mean, I'm thinking about two, like, I'm thinking about the historical case, like a, a kind of recent case. The, the historical case would be the uh, Osmosis and Stars deal that happened, like, way back in the day. Can you remember that one? The, mm-hmm. like, out a Dow deal that they did, right? 
with the with the liquidity. Can you remember that one way back in the day? It was the first of its kind, wasn't it? Like protocol to protocol, uh, like loan kind of thing, if I remember rightly. Around the original stream swap. Yeah, yeah, there was a... I, I could go and search, like, Sun East there thing, then we'll find a tweet about it. But there was like that was, like, the, one of the first, like, big deals, right, that was done. I, I was thinking recently about the Juno Dow Dow token swap, actually. I don't know. I don't mm. know if that's relevant. Yes, I mean swaps that have already occurred and, and went smoothly. I mean, there's there's nothing really that for us to to do there. But um, for anyone out there that wanted to do swaps but just didn't really um, want to deal with the, the headache of the administration or the multisig or, or, or various things, uh, Covenant V2 is a way for them to do token swaps entirely trustless. So uh, hopefully, this will really open up the floodgates okay. for 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 these deals. I have a question. I don't know if this is just a totally dumb question or not, but does this do anything to ease the worries of people using these liquid staking platforms? Uh, one of the things I always hear about them is that like, oh, a lot of this stuff is kept in a multi-sig and like what happens if, you know, A, B or C and then, you know, a ghost or something like, is this something that would replace those multi-sigs as well or does it not work like that? Hmm. It, this definitely is not a solution to all multi-sigs. Um, th this is a solution for multi-sigs that are used to do protocol-to-protocol -protocol deals or, or, or even one-way party deals. So the, the hub did not ask for Stride or for Osmosis or for Persistence to put up anything on their end. The hub is just unilaterally deploying its capital to these three various places. Um, even that needs a multi-sig. Um, when you have two parties involved, it, it becomes even more obvious why you would need uh, a, a multi-sig. And that moment where one party swaps assets with other party or chooses to create the LP position, that is the, the moment of, of trust that is very hard to pull off with a multi-sig. And it, it's situations like that. Um, so protocol liquidity deployment, uh, protocol to protocol deals, uh, just these like these sort of cross-chain automations. Uh, these are things that we can do uh, with with our products. I I have to say, when I read Sam's tweet, and he said, TimeWaves V2 Covenant System is the most complex IBC application I've seen to date. It can, like, that's, that in itself is just a, like a pure statement. It can orchestrate two chains negotiating a trustless deal, then uh, autonomously uh, executing control flow. Uh, including like liquid staking, LP, and uh, share splitting, cross chain distribution, and deal unwinding, etc. And I'm like, I mean, it's it's kind of you get to this stage where you're like, bro, the tech, and Max, I think a lot of uh, retail don't realize just how far along the road in, in technology we actually are and what's being done in the background, which is why we're trying to get people like you, people like Skip on, etc. Right? Technology is fucking taken off, Max. Yeah, it really is. And I'm glad you mentioned uh, retail because that, that's actually a really core part of our thesis. Uh, pretty much all of crypto as we know it has so far been focused on retail. And uh, if you look at just like TradFi global debt markets, um, there's a, a metric usually used called household debt. And, and by that, they, they usually mean like individuals, like, so like just a, a family unit, like someone goes and gets a mortgage, someone goes and get a, gets a car loan. And uh, that, that's only about 7.5% of the global debt market. Uh, the other, uh, like the remainder of the global debt market is commercial and government, uh, government debt. 
Um, and so part of our thesis is that we can increase crypto uh, DeFi by over an order of magnitude by not just focusing on retail, like the, so the household debt equivalent, but uh, the commercial and governance uh, debt aspect as well. So DAOs, blockchains, protocols, like get them involved. Like they're, everyone is really scraping by for liquidity, trying to figure it out. And there are these enormous sources of liquidity in front of our eyes, which is our, these, our partner builders and organizations. Um, so that is what we're trying to unlock and, and really, really tap into. Oh, bro, by the way, just getting some DMs. People are loving this fucking conversation, by the way. Uh, Finn, we're going to hit rebalancer, bro. Uh, so, Finn, do you, have you got anything before we go on the rebalancer? Because this is like, this is like impact us as an org, Rack FM. So, any final comments, mate, before we jump over? No, this is great. Just enjoying listening. I'm probably going to have to drop off here soon when my my fucking LTE dies, but now keep going. Yeah, mate, you said you were having problems. Right. Okay, Max. So the, the rebalancer. I mean, I kind of see, you know, being part of a DAO, we're like nearly on 100 props up there now. I mean, I've been through this for like, you know, over well over a year now uh, and a bit longer with other DAOs. So I kind of get the concept of being able to like balance a treasury. But my question would just be, like, is there anything just more to that? Uh, like, or maybe, you know, v- V2 or V3 is probably going to have a lot more. For the audience, I mean, you can introduce Rebalancer. I pretty much know what it is. Uh, but then we might have a few questions about it. Yeah, mate, so do you want to talk about uh, Balancer V1 that went off to uh, Oak uh, end of January? Yep, ha- happy to do that. So if you can understand covenants, uh, you'll, it'll be very easy to understand the rebalancer. Uh, V1 is just what you said, Robo. Uh, it enables crypto native organizations to manage their treasuries. And the, the reason why DAOs and blockchains need a, a custom built solution is that it's very hard. For, they face structural disadvantages when participating in financial markets because their trades are public and have long lead times, which means that they can be frontline. Um, and so it, it, it's very inefficient for them to, to participate. Uh, they mostly maintain their treasuries entirely in their own native token, which if you've taken uh, Portfolio Management 101 is um, a, a, the riskiest thing you could possibly do. You are exposed to maximum idiosyncratic risk. And so what the rebalancer is, is a custom built solution for these crypto native organizations to manage their treasuries so that they can make intents such as, hey, I want 10%, we want 10% of our treasury to be in stable tokens. Um, the, they can choose how aggressively or conservatively they want to approach that. And the rebalancer will rebalance from their current portfolio to their desired portfolio over time in as efficient a way as, as possible. Um, that's, that's V1. It's, it's very straightforward, very simple. That, that is pretty much all entirely what it does. There are a few extra features um, like setting a minimum debt balances so that you can say, hey, I always want at least $100,000 in here. Um, so there are a few, few extra uh, sugars we, we add there. The, the direction that we're taking the rebalancer is something that will eventually integrate more um, elegantly with the covenant system, such that the covenants are initiators of these interchain agreements, and the rebalancers are the maintainers of those interchain agreements. So if, for example, uh, uh, your chain is providing security for another chain and is getting paid in this foreign token, uh, you would be able to use the rebalancer to automatically rebalance 
from that other token into the security provider's token. Things like that are is, is the direction that we're going to be taking this product. Yeah, Max, if I'm honest with you, I really did think that this is like a premium tool. So I was like, you know, if your treasury's like a couple of hundred bucks, you're not really bloody bothered, are you? But if your treasury's a hundred grand, this is like a real game changer. If you want to retain, like, say, like 80% constantly, like in stables, you can set that up and you've got to, like, a, there's a hundred grand under management. Or what if there's tank that's down there, you know, with the Minettis or whatever. Like, this is something that really, I mean, I'm not going to say it is a premium tool, but do you know what, do you know what I mean by that, Max, the vibe I'm getting from it? Yeah, I, I definitely see where you're coming from. And our, our target audience definitely are the, the larger entities. Like, we would like to see the Cosmos Hub use more of its advantages um, to its advantage. Um, we would like to see a lot more DAOs and blockchains do deals with, with other blockchains. And so what, the, the, number, the number actually doesn't matter quite as much as the, the trust assumptions. Like if you, if you have a DAO with like even three people and there's only $100 there, but like you don't really trust them um, or uh, you, you don't want to get front run on, on your way in, uh, you would want to use the rebalancer. Like if you are a smaller target, people might follow you less. And so you might be able to do your trade publicly without uh, people front running you. But the, the, the bigger you are, the more eyes you have on you and the worst pricing you would get should you try to participate in, in uh, the financial markets. So it, it, is, it, it is custom designed to make sure that the largest entities in the space uh, can use this, but it, it can go all the way down to uh, anyone, any organization that uh, does not want to get, get front run and is concerned by, by that risk. Hey, hey, Max, we must be having a good space. We've been joined by one of your teammates. Uh, uh, Art, Art3 Mix, uh, welcome to the conversation there. Hello, nice to meet you. Hello, guys. Thank you for having us. Oh, bro, it's been absolutely fascinating. Like, literally, like, I don't even know where the time's gone. It's been one of those conversations that you're just so engrossed in that you're just like, let's go, you know? Uh, yeah, man, you guys are building cool shit, you bad kids over there, right? <laughs> Yeah, and, and, and speaking of the rebalancer, uh, Artemix over here, like, he has been leading the build out of the rebalancer. So um, huge shout out to him for, for getting this done. We are um, days away from finalizing the audit and getting that final audit report. Um, and we're going to be putting it up for some, some private testing for a little bit. And um, yeah, Artemix, thanks, thanks for joining. Yeah, I just want to add that while our primary targets are the bigger DAOs, um, we are building it in a way that anyone can use it. So if you need it, you will be able to use it. Automate, how do you feel about, you know, smaller DAOs like us trying to push the, the line of like governance and what's possible and trying to refine governance fatigue and choke points and bottlenecks? Do you regard this as like, we feel like it's like a bit of a crusade for grassroots org, like orgs like us to like push the boundaries of what you can do with DAOs? Like, we're so pumped about uh, DAOs. We did ask uh, Max what he's, like, he's feeling earlier. What do you feel about DAOs? Like, dude, as a, like, DAOs is a business, actually. How do you feel about that? Well, DAOs are decentralized businesses. So while they are businesses, they are not the traditional businesses. And what you guys are doing with um, pushing DAO-DAO and pushing what you can achieve using the current tooling, it's 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 awesome. Like 
I I I feel um, confident in letting you try out our stuff and and to know that you are gonna push the boundaries and give me tasks to do. <laughs> Yeah, man, it's a, it's a very different proposition, isn't it, to what's just been like launched recently? So I think, did anybody see what happened with Signal and uh, Yield Moss and their DAO strategies that they the, the just did, I think, like about what, 10 days ago, maybe two weeks ago or something? Did any, any of you guys see that or not? By the way, we've lost Finn. He, he's been having some problems with his Signal. But yeah, guys, did any, Max uh, or Otamix, did you see that? Yeah, I, th I think I did see that, but I didn't look too deep into it. Remind, uh, bring it back up. Yeah, they're just kind of like they were just like straightforward, like kind of restaking like strategies. But like, well, it wasn't straightforward. There was kind of like, you know, a, a particular swap and then like a buyback, token buyback, etc. But yeah, I just wondered if you guys had like saw that what it, what what they were doing and and how kind of obviously rebalance is a different proposition altogether. Compared, yeah. Yeah, and, and ju just to build on some of what Ardwix was, was, was saying, uh, even though this can work for the very largest entities in, in, in crypto, uh, if we were to wait for the Cosmos Hub to be the first user of all these features, like we might be waiting for a very, very long time. Um, the, the smaller the DAO, the, the less inertia you have to deal with when picking up some of these more sophisticated tools. So we're actually very excited to see what smaller DAOs uh, want and end up using from, from our toolkit to enter into deals with other DAOs such that they and like their whole constellation of DAOs start doing things that give them uh, advantages relative to those that, that don't pick up these tools. So even if you don't have a, a, a $10 million treasury, uh, even if it's something small, just by showing this level of internal coherence that you are, uh, you know what tools are available, that you have enough internal coherence to uh, show up in abundance in partnership with another uh, DAO or you two to figure out what sort of synergies might be possible by aligning your interests and sharing liquidity and, and, and potentially sharing talent. Um, these, this is a space that we think is very underexplored and will be a, a big differentiator, especially for uh, IBC-enabled chains and, and DAOs. So guys we we've been joined by some people in the room i am not going to do one of those like room resets i just want to say a good day to sefi tank uh, andre uh Lowo. we've got everybody coming in day nance down there i see escobar's been in for a while this has been an absolutely amazing conversation now i am i am intrigued by the interchain protocol guild right so when I was when I was having a sniff around and blah blah blah, obviously I came across it, and not a lot. And I tried doing a bit of a you know deep search and stuff. I kind of get it, but do you want to you want to tell like the audience about what exactly is the Interchain Protocol Guild? Is this something you guys are still doing or or what? Yeah, absolutely. So it might be easier to start with uh, Protocol Guild, which is what this was inspired by. Uh, Protocol Guild is uh, a, a way for uh, organizations to fund public goods infrastructure in a uh, relatively long-term and sustainable way. And uh, Sam is, is very good friends with the, the founder and, and leaders over there. Uh, we're talking to them about um, how their concept uh, could be relevant to the interchain. And we, we got their blessing to 
uh, run with a, an interchain version of protocol guild. Uh, the idea here is that uh, there often is, uh, there, there, there are funding sources that can be used to fund one-off things here and there, but actually funding something over the long term sustainably is, is much more difficult. Um, and uh, for, for better or for worse, people like to get credit when they make donations to various things. Like you, you see people's names on buildings, you know, it's, uh, we're, we're, I think we're going to see uh, an internet native version of that. And the, the leaderboard at Protocol Guild, you can uh, see who has been donating the most to uh, the public goods. Uh, we will likely have something similar with Interchain Guild. And even, even if it sounds a little fancy, it, it's really just as simple as giving people the ability to uh, direct funds to one address. And then once the, the funds reach that address, the, those funds are split to the various organizations that, that want to be funded. That is the underlying mechanism. And so what we're enabling people to do is to curate lists. Like if you want to fund IBC Go, like you can send it to this address and it will go towards the key contributors that, that, that contribute towards that. And we will have a leaderboard that communicates the, the, the funding that happens. Um, so that, that is a, a high level overview of it. And we think that this can be a, a really good way to uh, just increase the coherence uh, between uh, chains, between entities, to add additional visibility to who is funding what. Um, it, it is a pretty complicated uh, funding uh, environment, so figuring out who, where to get funding can, can be difficult. And we're hoping that Interchain Guild can be one of the leaders in fun funding some of the most important long-term infrastructure for the Interchain. Excellent, Max. Uh, does, your fr does your friend, uh, Adamax, do you want to add anything before I ask a quick question? Um, yeah, I want to add to that. Um, I know personally uh, true builders who um, who would be using this tool, and they are not on Cosmos currently just because of this issue of funding. So this, like, even if it's a simple tool, this is much required specifically in Cosmos. So yeah, I'm excited for it. Yeah, and, and to add even just a little bit more, uh, uh, Bensky, he's not on, on the line at, at the moment, but uh, he, uh, over a hackathon during uh, Hackmos in Istanbul, he created an MVP for Interchain Guild that uh, was, was very well received. So shout out to Bensky for getting that POC, and now it's just a, it's just a matter of prioritization. There, there's a, a lot of demand for covenants, so we're making sure that gets done. Uh, now that Rebalancer has been audited, we want to get that up and, and running. Um, and uh, re uh, the Interchain Guild is definitely something on, on our radar, and uh, we want to push that forward as, as, as soon as possible. We're, we're looking for uh, the right funding sources to uh, help us afford to, to build that out. So I, I have to ask this question then. What are your viewpoints on anonymity uh, in regards to kind of like things like funding and stuff, right? And, and what are your viewpoints on things like SSIDs, uh, DIDs, et cetera, uh, ZK creds? Like, do you think that we are like evolving into a realm where, you know, digital and uh, anonymity is like accepted based on like some form of like what proof of work or proof of reputation or whatever? I mean, is that, a, you understand what I mean, Max, by that question? Yeah. I, I think I know what you're getting at. And I, I think from, from our perspective, when it comes to Interchain Guild, anyone out there can create their list of people that they believe are the 
key contributors to you, you name it. It could be Cosmosm, IBC, SDK, whatever it is. Um, and so uh, that person can choose to uh, list the, uh, uh, all that person needs to do is share an address of where that funds will be going and what percentage of the value this person versus another person is, is adding. And, and therefore that's the percentage of the funds that they should be getting relative to someone else. So all, all you really need to do is trust the person who's curating the list to be a fair arbiter of who should be receiving the funds and at what rates. And then only that curator needs to know who's actually uh, receiving it. So there, there is the possibility of preserving uh, anonymity there. Um, I, I think that said, when it comes to public goods, like there is extra scrutiny. Uh, people want to make sure that it, it is being used to, to fund the right, right things. And so if there are ways to uh, directly attach the funding to outcomes, I think that will help uh, assuage uh, concerns that some people would have when it comes to that sort of public goods funding. Uh, but yeah, I think DID, I think anonymity, like that's, it's very core to, to crypto, like privacy, uh, preserving this, all this ZK stuff. So I, I think it can go either way. And I think it'll be interesting to see how this plays out once people have, have the tooling to uh, at least get this started. Is it there? Is this the first of its kind within the interchain? Is it? It probably is, is it? I, I, I don't know if there's a, an equal, right? From my understanding, this is the only uh, interchain version. Uh, we we do have funders of public goods like the Interchain Foundation, like Adam Accelerator DAO, like various uh, community pools that are funding things. Uh, but there is no, uh, to my knowledge, cohesive uh, system where this is being allocated in, in a systematic way, uh, being tracked and recognized and rewarded, uh, curating lists uh, that give people the option to, to fund in the right way so that they even know who to fund in the first place. Um, uh, I, I would love for anyone in the audience to to, to prove me wrong, but the, my understanding that is that is the, the situation. Yeah, I had a little like sniff around, uh, like 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 we do, you know. And I was like, all right, okay, mm, I don't think I've uh, come across uh, something like this before. Okay, let me have a little like look, and I was like, no, no, I'm pretty sure I can't find like that particular uh, genre you could see. But uh, I mean, I'm going to be honest with you. The the things we've talked about tonight are exactly what we wanted to like, Neil. Uh, Max, um, I'm going to be really, really honest. Uh, we, we, like your team said, like, I, you know, how long do you guys need? And I was like, hey, like, we keep these, you know, like under an hour. Tonight has been uh, absolutely packed with info. So just give us a little roadmap. Uh, we are what? We are like mid-February now. So we've obviously been talking about like what, what's coming, yeah. So for you guys, I mean, what does the next, what does the rest of the quarter look like? Uh, and then moving into quarter two, how how we're going to shape up, what, what we're going to see from time we have. Yeah, so let's see, the most the most immediate thing is probably uh, finishing this uh, rebalancer audit. Uh, once once we do that, we'll get that up and running. We'll start just dogfooding it ourselves uh, and using that and, and slowly roll that out to, to more users to, to, to rebalance. Um, we should get our uh, audit back for Covenant B2 end of this month, early, early next month. Uh, probably need a few weeks to incorporate the feedback. I'll launch that and hopefully by the time that's all set, uh, the Cosmos Hub has its next upgrade and has an ICA controller. Um, once it has uh, that ICA controller, it will well, let's hopefully uh, migrate those three first three POL deals onto uh, Covenants. Uh, it'd be great to get that done. 
Um, it'd be really great if we were able to find some funding for uh, Interchain Protocol Guild and, and, and move that proof of concept, uh, upgraded that to something that was um, production ready. Uh, and I'm also really excited about Atom Wars. I think that that has a lot of potential to uh, really lift up Atom, lift up the, the hub community, and, and also start using uh, capital, that, that liquidity, more efficiently across Interchain. Um, I think it's as soon as the uh, Cosmos, and especially the Cosmos Hub, starts doing the things that it is uniquely capable of doing, really finds its identity and, and leans into it, I think that can be a, a major catalyst for our entire ecosystem. So. Uh, uh, we're hoping to to play a role and, and contribute there, and um, yeah, that would that would be a very very busy quarter for us. <laughs> Man, it sounds like it. Uh, Artemix, do you want to add? Because I've got one killer question before we end up. Do you want to add anything to that or not, dude? Um, no. Um, I think version one and version two of Covenant and Rebalancer are are almost done, and we start to work on the next versions right away. Basically, <laughs> we love to hear it, mate. We love, we love to hear it, and we love like tight, like little, you know, cellular teams like you guys. I mean, Max, I'm just going to throw out a curveball, and and I really, well, I wasn't going to do this, but we talked today a few of us about the app chain thesis, like being dead. Uh, you know, uh, a lot of chains, especially on Cosmos IBC, should be like sovereign L2 rollups. We should have more consumer chains. What are your general viewpoints at the minute, Max, on like the app chain thesis? Like, do you really think we need all these app chains or do you think they should just be like dApps, like as sovereign L2 rollups at, at most? Uh, this is a good question. Uh, I just, just to give you some thoughts or go through my head. Like, on the one hand, I could lean into some existing narratives and Say yes, app chain this, L2 that. Um, on the other hand, I can try to start something entirely new, which which, which can be hard. Uh, I'll, I'll try to strike a balance here, where um, whether you call it app chain, app chain thesis, um, no matter what you call it, what I am very bullish is on people coming together, forming organizations that are internet native. They rely on uh, contract enforcement on, on by software, not by traditional courts of law and that these organizations are going to want to do business with other crypto native organizations. And that I think that is going to be very, very large. That is what we are building towards and, and catering to. Uh, they, these could be uh, app chains built with Cosmos SDK. These could be L2s on Ethereum. The, these could be L1s. Uh, we, we basically want to uh, be the best collaborators with each other within the team. Uh, also helping other uh, teams outside of us figure out synergies that can be achieved by working with others, uh, using capital more efficiently, and and not no longer waiting for traditional institutions to come into crypto, but start creating crypto native institutions. Uh, build build what we need uh, for ourselves. So I, I whether they're speaking IBC, whether they're using Layer Zero, like whatever whatever it is, like we want to be there to help these internet native organizations work with other internet-native organizations. Based. That's all I'll say. Based, based as fuck. <laughs> I didn't want to swear. I've tried to, be, <laughs> tried to behave, dude, all the way through the interview, but Finn left, and I'm like, I'm going to swear at the end. Uh, Max, you know, this interview, though, has been everything and more. 
that I was hoping for and expecting and to be reading about you guys, you know, over the last like a week or so. And speaking to Sam before, just realizing like exactly how fucking much you guys have got your finger on the pulses of like what's happening or, or what is possible with like interchain action. I'm going to call it interchain action. There you go. There's a, I've just coined a phrase, uh, but you know what I mean, bro? Like mm-hmm. that's where everyone's eyes should be there. This is why we've had like Jack on, uh, Reese on. We love like, obviously strange love, you know, uh, everything, all of this back end work that's being done on IBC is just the most critical shit, dude, that is happening in the entire industry right now. And and I take me hat off to you, bro, for what you're doing. Fucking class, like. Thank, thank you, Robo. Thank you for reaching out to, to make this happen. Um, it, this none of what we're doing would be possible without like the incredible team I'm, I'm working with. Like I'm I'm just so honored to to be on these calls. Like one of my favorite feelings working with these guys is um, them just saying all these things that I've I've no idea what they're saying, but it just sounds very smooth. So. <laughs> thank, thank you, Artemix, uh, Udit, Sam, Bensky, Noah. Like you guys are all crushing it. Um, and yeah, thank you for for having us on, dude. I remember the day we found out that Noah was on the team when we saw the photo uh, months and months and months ago. But dude, we absolutely over at Rack FM. We absolutely love Noah because like he's been such a guiding like uh, force with what we've done in the Dell. He's always been there whenever we've reached out. He has to be one of the nicest bloody people I've ever met in crypto, bro. Seriously. Yeah, he, he's fantastic. I, I had him over for dinner the other night. We had, we had a, a great time. He's, he's, he's a gem. No way. You had him over for dinner, did you? I didn't believe yeah, that. We, Class. Yeah, we had, we had a great dinner. It was, it was half crypto people, half normies. And it was what one of the guys was actually uh, working at Stripe. And talking to us, talk to us about all the cobol he has to deal with, and it was just a, an amazing look back of like, whoa, like these are the people we're disrupting. <laughs> oh, bro, I was in a group chat the other day, and 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 someone I really respect as well was like, "What can fucking Dow Dow do that Enterprise can't do?" And I was like, "Bro, don't even go there, please. I've just even dropped an update. Please don't go there. Please don't have this conversation with me at this point in my life. Like, it's going to be a bad idea." The up, the update, the UI update that he's just dropped on Dodow is phenomenal. Yeah, I'm kind of weird to start making loads of fucking props again, mate. You know what I mean? Yeah, absolutely. Like, I, I'm really excited for the day that a Dodow Dow and an Enterprise Dow do a deal together. That's going to be a, a really, really great day. Yeah, well, we've had that convo with Jake and Vlad separately. Uh, but uh, guys, for anyone in the audience that missed the Dow Dow Dow, then that that's one of the fucking longest standing jokes in the entire industry in regards to Dow the Dow Dow Dow. There's only one, right? But it's the Dow Dow Dow. Uh, Max, mate, honestly, dude, this has been fucking gas. I've really enjoyed it. Uh, what a fucking honor and a privilege. And I'm really looking forward to uh, applying, hopefully, or deploying Rebalancer on our little treasury. Maybe we might be able to get some more in there to sort it out. And I'm looking forward to seeing, like, just, I don't know. Yeah, like, if we can, like, use the tools. Like, when I was saying about a high-end, my dogs, sorry, guys. When I was saying about a high-end tool, like, tooling, and then you were like, no, 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 you know. And I'm like, we need to, like, be using this, but I can't wait, mate, yeah, to utilize and, and to also see some of the, biggest stuff with like you know protocol to protocol deals yeah 
Yeah, absolutely. As soon as you uh, are ready, like we would be, be happy to help you out. You've already met Artemix here, so uh, he can hold your hand uh, throughout whatever you need to do to get this to happen. Like we're gonna again, we're gonna dog food this ourselves just to make sure that like any sort of kinks, like we're the ones that uh, experience that before any any potential uh, customers or, or users. But as soon as it is ready, uh, happy to let you know and just just reach out whenever you want to start playing with us. Yeah, man, and and feel free, you know, when you when your launches are done and you're happy, blah blah, feel free to come back on and and talk about the successes, etc. That's what we're here for, right? It's been fucking fantastic to meet you, mind Max. Great fucking great interview, yeah. Thank you so much, Robo. Really appreciate this. Great uh, meeting everyone here, and uh, yes, let's do this again soon. No worries, mate. I'm about to have a joint because I've got to come down off all the coffee. <laughs> Pump for this, but uh, Artemix, uh, thank you very much for coming up, mind today. Great work. Yeah. Thank, you, thank you for having us. We are really excited for you to use our tools, and yeah, I'm excited. Yeah, man, we'll uh, we'll definitely keep in touch about that. Uh, I'm intrigued, let's see, and at the minute, got a bit of time, and uh, yeah, I want to learn how to free up resources for like other endeavors so yeah 100 percent, guys right everyone uh will wind it down right i just want to say a big shout out to the time we have guys right automic and max coming up here and shout out everyone else at the team uh nor and sam etc uh it has been uh tuesday the 13th of february 2024 and right about now, uh, Finn's going to bring his music in on the podcast. Or he's going to bring his raps in. You all know he will. Uh, I just want to say it from me, Robbo, the mayor of Rackville. Been absolutely one of my favourite interviews this year. This will do ridiculous replays. We will kick off an unrecorded after show for the little chads in the audience. Jump in, come up and let's uh, have a chat. So, yeah, without further ado, from me, over and out. Good night and God bless from Bangkok. Motherfuckers screaming out loud, looking for mercy before they find themselves working a corner down in Jersey. What could be worse? Misrepresenting the first come first serve mentality stuck in the burbs. I'll be numbing up first before discovering what works, and we'll see what other kinds of trash is under the dirt. We rape them under the earth, sit and wonder about the worth and plate. Ring around the rosy while the thunder is served. Motherfuckers walking around here looking faceless, trying to make a living selling friendship bracelets. Dead ends dragging out the maximum. Payments, red down days, got them acting all bankless. Yo, fam, what? Check these token knocks. They probing this bear, flexing broken knots. I had to lay my soul down. I'm just roasting knots, and then to end a long day, 11 bowls of chronic. Never known the politic, I was born to frolic. It's been my policy to pollinate all over the plot. We got a lot of apologists jumping in at the top. We like to measure their velocity before they hit rock bottom. Over the impossible loss, it's all moss, and I'm liking the odds. Fond doing the morning, forming Michael. Bonds. Flick the cap, yo, the road is highly involved Flip a coin, diary falls Motherfuckers screaming out loud, looking for mercy Before they find themselves working a corner down in Jersey What could be worse? Misrepresenting the first come first serve Mentality stuck in the burbs I'll be numbing up first before discovering what works And we'll see what other kinds of treasures under the dirt We rape and under the earth Sit and wonder about the worth and play Ring around the rosy while the thunder is served Trying to figure out the max amount of dinner lace Stacked and non-toxic, just to get a better place Smacking on the hostage, like the shit is played
if it keeps clowns white knight and all these maybellines they call it implausible when model after model keeps on ripping off the coat and going full throttle beats tearing apart your community all these low-hanging fruits bearing zero liquidity got a planet in reach coming standard to each i'm on the back 10 stargazing after the siege commanding all the management to grab a few seats and then we'll round up the beasts and send a messenger east y'all better sign a release when i'm bumping these beats hands up if i got motherfuckers drumming the streets yo we got a few dubs we got a couple defeats and if you're coming for the king you better have some of each motherfuckers fuckers screaming out loud looking for mercy before they find themselves working a corner down in jersey what could be worse misrepresenting the first come first serve mentality stuck in the verbs i'll be numbing up first before discovering what works and we'll see what other kinds of treasures under the dirt we rape him under the earth say and wonder about the worth and play ring around the rosy while the thunder is served Tim Spaces.